Redskins fans podcast ever. The original Redskins fans podcast. 200 episodes strong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's the Harry Hog re- remix. That's what we're calling it. Harry Hog remixed. It's the remixed episode of Harry Hog football. And here we are a minute into the podcast, and that's all we've said. Get pumped! I called it. I called it. I, I called it. Cut! Cut! And down, down. Cut! Cheek, right cheek. Up and down. Nacho, 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 nacho. nacho. All right, that's enough of that. All right, let's talk about the Redskins. Let's talk about some football. Let's talk about those Washington Redskins. The 2010 off season is upon us. The time when the Redskins shine the brightest, and we're here to talk about it <laughs> on Harry Hog Football, episode number 200. Dudes, we haven't even cleaned up from the accident we had this year in our depends after this season. But. <laughs> yeah, but we've got, all got smiles on our faces because right. Dallas lost. Oh, I'm sorry. Dallas got whooped. <laughs> oh. Oh, I was yeah. so hoping for a shutout, too. Here's what, so Dal- here's what Dallas did yesterday. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty ironic that – uh Sean Suiza missed two field goals, and yet he was the only person to score points for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. He, I knew he was going to miss that 48-yarder. Remember, John, I, John, I was telling you about this last week when I was reading those blogs and all these Cowboys fans were like, yes, we finally found our place kicker. And I was like, And what? we were all just like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like uh, All I have to say about that is, Man, dudes, I'd like to say that Sean Sweezum had a chance to win it for him and didn't, but um, nope, no, he didn't. I was gonna say, did you guys notice that you know when they got there to the uh, to the Vikings uh, lovely dome of a stadium? The uh, what's the name of their stadium anyway? I forget. Viking Stadium. It's um, Viking it is the Field. the Herbert 
Humphrey Dome, but now it's called like the Mall of America Dome. Okay, well, when they got to the Mall of America Dome, I thought it was the Mexican. <clears throat> if you looked, if you looked at the Cowboys bench, it was like shiny and silver. And when they left, it was all brown. <laughs> it was brown. I, I don't know why. <laughs> it was all yellow, <laughs> yellow and brown. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll come back to that a little bit later in the episode because we got a lot of actual Redskins news to talk about this week. Surprisingly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. but the coaching <laughs> carousel has fired up. Oh, it got cranked up hard this week. There's been some mega changes, and I'm excited about almost every single one of them, except for this first one. Um, yeah. But I pretty much knew <laughs> it was going to happen. Uh, my dog and yours, Joe Bugle, oi, oi, oi. Fish and chips, oi, oi. Fish and chips, fish and chips. Has finally retired as offensive line coach from the Redskins. The last remaining hog has left the team, so to speak. Yeah, Boss Hog left the building. Boss Hog has has retired. Yeah, and it was reported. Pretty much everyone knew it was going to happen, especially since he came out of retirement to coach again when Gibbs came back. So it was kind of surprising he actually stayed on after Gibbs left. Yeah, yeah two more years. That was unexpected. I mean, did he have a five year contract the same time Gibbs did? Got a five year contract, so he just played it out. Is that what happened? I'm not sure. That could be it. But, yeah, I thought for sure he would have retired when Joe Gibbs did again. Yeah. But he did not. And this he isn't on the itinerary. The fire. This isn't on the itinerary, dude. But uh, we mentioned Russ Grimm making the finals for the uh, Hall of Fame again this year. And Joe Bugle told a story about Russ oh, Grimm. Oh, dude, that, that's on the itinerary for, next, for a little bit later on. We're going to tell some uh, good Russ Grimm stories that have been in the news uh, as we head up to the Hall of Fame vote. Oh, so that's on another we're itinerary. Gonna, we're going to save those, kind of like he saved something in that first story that you're getting ready to talk about. Oh. That'll be like the juicy tidbit. You yeah. know, tune oh, in next man. week for that juicy tidbit. Whatever you guys yeah. do, just don't eat dinner right before you listen to that episode because it's pretty nasty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nasty story about the hogs. It's anyway, fantastic. So uh, good luck to Joe Bugle in retirement. Hopefully he'll get to relax and enjoy some football from the comfort of his own chips. living room. And, and on behalf of, of us and all of the Redskins fans out there, I think we all agree we'd like to say thank you for everything you've done for this franchise. Yes, outstanding. Let's give them, let's it, give yeah. them a standing O. Through the good times and the bad, you can for us to be the... All right. Thank you. Yeah. The, wor- the word out of Ashburn this year has been that if, if they hadn't had Joe Bugle there to do what he did with that horrible makeshift crappy offensive line, it could have been much, much worse. Like he got every ounce of talent that he could out of those guys. Oh, yes. Yep. And now, moving do, forward. Do we have a replacement for Joe Bugle yet? Um, they have not no. named an offensive line coach yet, officially. Oh, but we've got some. Good However, they've in the named work. a they've named a whole lot of other ones, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of these coaches I'm excited about. So let's get right on into it. As much as I'm excited about the defensive coordinator that's coming in, I'm more excited about the one going out. Greg Blosh, as I think we talked about this last week, officially retired, or in other words, <laughs> and right. in his place is Jim Hazlitt. Former defensive like? coordinator and former NFL head coach of the Saints and 
Where else? Interim head coach of the uh, St. Louis Rams Rams in 2008. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you guys remember, he did lead the Rams to victory over the Redskins in 2008. I Um, remember that. It was painful. Yeah. Jim Haslett, um, mediocre, former head coach. But also head coach of the uh, Florida Tuskers in the inaugural mm-hmm. season of the UFL. Yeah, and they made it to the UFO Bowl. UFO Bowl. <laughs> what <The> UFO. <laughs> UFL Bowl. The UFU Bowl. <laughs> how, how do we feel about his um, defense? Uh, how do we feel about him? I mean, what, what do we feel? I feel I great about him because he's not, he's not Greg Blosh, and maybe he'll let Arakpo play his proper position as well as, you know, this gets the obstacle out of the way for Big Hainsworth to actually live up to his potential. Perhaps. Yes. He is known, bringing that up, Josh, he is known. Um, he has done the 4-3 and the 3-4, um, and mm-hmm. – and you know, it, it's possible. There's a lot of rumors that the Redskins could go with the three-four. Just I don't think there's much substance to it, um, especially since the Redskins have Hainsworth right now, and you need at least four linebackers right now, and not including Arakpo, we've only got two. Yeah, we really don't have the mm-hmm. linebackers, in my opinion, to do this. We not have well, you know. we have two, and I think a lot of those Levar rumors. Just, what's that? He could bring back Lavar Arrington. We have two good uh, linebackers. Yeah, because there's one thing we're doing in episode 200 is we're bringing it all back, baby. We're bringing it all back. We That's have two right. two good linebackers, Ian Arakpo and Fletcher. And Fletcher's getting old. I mean, how many more years is he going to play? Well, especially not, if he I, keeps I wouldn't even include Arakpo back. Well, I guess in the three four you could include Arakpo in that group. Um, but so then you would have three because I think Rocky McIntosh is pretty good. But I mean, HB Blades isn't a starter. And who else is – what other linebackers do we have? Um, Ken Harvey. Hmm. Ken Harvey is the uh, director of responsibility. Did you mention Rocky? Yeah. Kurt Govea. Yeah, Rocky McIntosh. Rocky So Fletcher and those – that's three. So they need a lot of personnel um, to change on, on defense. And like I said, I think that's pretty unsubstantiated. There's there, People are just like, he's done the 3-4. A lot of people are doing the 3-4. Redskins have never done the three four. Maybe Haslett will do the three four. Maybe, um, maybe he maybe. will, uh, you know, do that if he can find some linebackers. But we have bigger needs in the draft. I can tell you that. Yeah, like three or four offensive linemen. Um, um, I was my also- biggest thing I think about guys for Jim Haslett is that he's been a mediocre head coach. Um. I don't think he's been great. He hasn't been on great teams as a coordinator. I mean, the Saints when they kind of sucked, and the Rams when they kind of sucked, and yeah, I don't know. I, I I can't say I'm extremely pumped. I'm glad Blosh is gone, but I can't say I'm extremely pumped about this. I, I he's never proven himself to be like a holy crap. He's a great defensive coordinator. This is awesome kind of guy. So hopefully this this will be the time when he really kind of rounds into his own and is able to. Uh, take all the things he's gleaned from the uh, past failures and make them into a successful uh, successful season or 10 for the Redskins. Yeah, but I also read he's not afraid to blitz. And Greg Blosh, I was getting sick of this prevent stuff to pad your Yeah, I've been getting sick of that for the last the few years, the whole center fielder crap. Mm. 
Well, dudes, in talking about linebackers, well, I mean, is there anybody out there? I know it's real early to be talking about the draft and everything else, but is there anybody out there that we know about that, uh, you know, that we would start looking at at this point, or that we should have been looking at this past season? No, because we year? need linemen. Yeah, we need linemen. Like, I would love to take like four or five linemen in the draft. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. lie. Yeah, I can't think of any linebackers. Um, I guess we'll talk about that a little bit once free agency starts and we get closer to the draft and whatnot. I can um, think of a right. linebacker that we don't want, Keith Brookings. <laughs> oh, dude, don't no, get but... me started on Keith Brookings. <laughs> oh, man. that he, he is the typical Jack Hole Cowboy. He is, he, is, he is the exact reason why I hate the Cowboys so much. He, he is the... He, he is the he is the cowboy incarnate. Everything about him just reeks of cowboy jackassism. <laughs> I knew. But I we'll talk about that again in a little bit. I'll, t- he, I'll tell it, you how I really feel in a little while when we talk about how he uh, how he got his feelings hurt. In other words, games. In other words, he's John's most beloved cowboy to hate. Yeah, yeah. If you if by love you mean hate with absolutely every fiber of my being, then yeah. Speaking of Josh, no. he, he's my Miles Austin because that's that's Aaron's most hated cowboy right now. Let, let's not get into that. That was in the 100s. We're now in episode 200. Speaking yeah, of that, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Speaking of <laughs> last week with that Josh uh, called the hate episode, we did get an email from one of our <laughs> listeners. I don't know if I forwarded this to you guys or not. Who no. is apparently a the- theology student and has theology degrees, and he said that thou shalt not hate is indeed not one of the Ten Commandments. So, uh, Josh, there you go. You. Um, thank you. It's just not nice to hate and he, then he's, cowboy. And then he said, even if it was, he thinks God may make an exception for the cowboy. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Nice. <laughs> Who was that? Who, was, wrote in, who wrote that in? It said David, but I don't know if it was David in Michigan or another David. Because we've got, like, a bunch of Davids that listen. And That's true. That we know of. Yeah, that we know of. And we've got some Irishmen, so you offended them with that one episode because I got an email from an Irishman. I forget who it was now. I'm not good with remembering names, but he said that, um, you know, he indeed is Irish and you had more of a Scottish accent on your little saying that you kept saying during that episode. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, was like, Andrew from I kept, I, Oh, I kept going, uh, like, Pogue, Pogue Mahoan. What did he say his name was? <laughs> Who was it? Andrew? That was Andrew from Dublin. Yeah. So, Andrew uh, D. from Dublin. Yeah, Josh, it stopped sounding like Mel Gibson in Braveheart over there. Well, I'm trying to just say it like, you know, an American, I guess. It's my <laughs> island. <laughs> it's my <laughs> island. <laughs> And blowing your load. You know what it is? Right. It may be my, it may be my Scotch Irish roots. I think I do, we do have some Scottish in our family. <laughs> um, there you go. All right, we come from the Bailey clan, actually. Anyway, the, the Scots Irish. Yeah, we've kind of got our own liquor named after us. It's about as Irish as you can. Uh, all right, so, me, all right. So anyway, uh, we're gonna take a short break right here. Yeah, basically, Josh. we decided on this episode for episode 200, we're just going to kind of interlace it with some uh, little snippets and pieces from past episodes. So enjoy throughout the podcast. 
Thanks for tuning in to Harry Hog Football. I'm your host, Aaron Allen. Later on, we'll have Jonathan Adams in and occasionally my brother, Josh Allen. Go! Yo, 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 Welcome to the podcast. Yo. That's right. And it's another exciting week in the Washington Redskins camp. As they had their... This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the New York Giants. Live to Aaron, Josh, and John. All right. Um, so moving forward, we with all the other coaches we've got here, um, Mike Shanahan has named fellow Irishman and son Kyle Shanahan as the new offensive coordinator. And Isn't that means that, that Sherman Smith is indeed not coming back. What do you guys think about Isn't Kyle Shanahan? nepotism, dudes? Seriously. Yes, it is, and then it's not against the law. It's not It's no. not affected by the Rooney rule or anything like that. No, um, Kyle Shanahan is indeed qualified, as he, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, was the offensive coordinator down in Texas, wasn't he? He uh, helped to uh, lead Matt Schaub to, uh, or helped Matt Schaub to lead the league in passing this year down in Houston. There you go. So, um, keeping it in the family. If there's one thing we need to do, it's resurrect this offense. And <laughs> Mike Shanahan, you know, isn't going to get any um, dissension in the ranks of his sons. There, he can just slap them down and tell them to, you know, <laughs> go take a switch off the tree and get ready if he doesn't do what he says. That's right. Don't make me don't make me take my belt off and spank you. Right? <laughs> don't make me poke my horn. I just you know what I was gonna get for this episode? I was gonna get a nice uh you know, Cartman saying something like Shut up, Kyle. Uh sound like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll save that for when he has a bad game and we'll be like, Shut up, Kyle. That's right. <laughs> so so who's gonna call the plays? Will Kyle call the plays? Um, I bet you Kyle will suggest plays that could be overruled by his dad at any moment. <laughs> no, Kyle. By the senior Shanny? Yeah. Why, that- why do I see some some kind of a, that 70s show kind of thing going on where the son's going to suggest stuff and his dad's going to be like, no, we're going to run the ball here. And there'll be a pause <laughs> and they'll look over at him and go, dumbass. <laughs> or it'll be something like, yeah, Kyle, that would be a great call if it was third down from our own 42. But we're going to do this. Anyway. And then we have like a laugh track in the background. <laughs> Wait, I have all, this, all this joking aside, I'm sure that he must have confidence in his son beyond him being his son. Otherwise, he wouldn't be bringing him into this position. He obviously wants he wants the Redskins to succeed. Why, why else would you take a position and bring somebody else in regardless of who they are? Plus, he knows he can right. bully his own son around if he wants. Yeah. And, um, I mean, he's qualified. His name has actually started getting a bounced around a little bit towards the uh, the head coaching genre at this point. Like bonafide. in a few more years, he'll probably end up in that in that in that position, head coaching somewhere. He's bonafide. So anyway, the, he's bonafide. So the offensive coordinator slot has been filled. And nice. um, let me see. We had another departure. Uh, good old Stump Mitchell, running backs coach, who couldn't control Clint Portis. Um, leaves to go. Wasn't coach. he the assistant head coach? Huh? What was his? He was title? assistant head coach, running backs. Oh, okay, gotcha. 
Which anyway, sounds dude. like one of those dumb Dan Snyder titles, but the person who took his place actually got the exact same title. As we'll talk I thought about. it was there's a reason for I that. I thought it was assistant head coach, running backs, and Seven Eleven Gopher. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and director of responsibility. Anyway, Stumpy and fetch a cup of Domo. <laughs> Stump Stump has left to uh, go coach at Southern University down in uh, the South. <laughs> I don't even know where it is. <laughs> Uh, the Southern Which is kind of funny because there were rumors in the press a few weeks ago that Jerry Gray was going to be the coach at uh, Southern University, but that turned out it was actually Stump Mitchell. Yeah, they just got it Read wrong. Read into that what you will from the press. Yeah. Maybe they I just think got Jerry the was like, from. hey, I got a better offer. You want this job? Probably. Yeah, Jerry Gray was probably like, uh, hey, why don't you guys talk to my buddy Stump? Cause I think I'm going to just in case I don't show. work out. Why don't you have a backup? Stump's a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry Gray and some other people in, in the media seem to think that Jerry Gray is going to uh, be a head coach here very soon. And I, I haven't seen why that is. I, I don't understand why there's so much hype about Jerry Gray. They're like, Oh, he's going to be a head coach one day. This guy's awesome. He could be a head coach maybe even right now. And I'm like, I haven't seen him do much great stuff. Granted he had Ron Landry and, you know, Carlos Rogers back there Dude. last year, but still, I have not been impressed by his, uh, by the players playing in the secondary. Well, if he's a, ho- if he, area. dude, if he becomes a head coach, hopefully he can get his receivers to catch a little bit better than his defensive backs did. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, we're going to have another one of those little interludes right here. Those snippets from previous episodes. From episode, episode uh, 12, the 32, 53, 74, something like that. Yeah, something like that. What do you think about that, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Some of you guys may remember from back from somewhere around episode 107 or 109, one of our longtime listeners that we actually ran into at the Hall of Fame a couple years ago, Forrest George. Send us that little snippet of Joe Gibbs, and that was from his interview when he was talking about Jim Zorn being hired of all people. And that is actually, yeah, that is actually Jim's or uh, insane. We call it the insane Gibbs laugh. Yeah, laugh. And uh, that's actually him laughing. That is unadulterated. 
That is, it's just a cut. Yeah, here's something to laugh he sounds about. Like a donkey. Remember when we were like coming up on episode 28 and we were like, "Hey, <laughs> we're going to interview Daryl Green for episode 28." <laughs> hey, dudes, we're dude, inter- you talked to his manager. I did. We're gonna in- we're gonna interview Daryl Green for episode number. 228. We could have interviewed him. Josh, you were in contact with his manager, and he said something about, we would love to set up an interview. And first, of course, we have to talk about the fee. Yeah, I think yeah, for $10,000, $10, we could have had him on Harry Hog Football for about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. $10,000. Dude, all we need is for about 10000 of our listeners to send in $1. <laughs> we could do it. We could do it. We are getting 10000 get more downloads a week. So we could do that. Yeah, well, Hey, you know, once once uh, we're getting ready to have that donation button out there for those of you who feel like giving us free money, um, <laughs> we're gonna have that on our website very soon, where you guys can just do a little PayPal donation and be like, "I'm gonna give these guys one dollar five cents." I'm gonna give these guys ten cents because I really enjoyed that one joke on episode number two hundred and three. And then PayPal will take, <laughs> and PayPal will take about eight of those cents, and we'll get two. I, I wonder if we can lose money if someone only gives us like three cents. I don't know. I don't know how that works. And we get charged like five cents a minimal fee. <laughs> I, I believe I believe that might work out that yeah, way. Yeah, please don't give us less than <laughs> yeah. please don't give us less than twenty five cents if you plan on donating to us. Or else we'll at least leave. give us we'll enough money. money. <laughs> give us give us enough money to make a phone call. That's right. Which I think is thirty five cents now, isn't it? I I don't know. When I, was the last time one of you guys used a payphone? I haven't even seen a payphone. I think phone. they jacked it back in, down. In, in, I don't know how long. They have those. Dude, Suzanne dude, called me from all a the time. I live in the ghetto. There's still payphones. Right? <laughs> they have those. Suzanne, dude, there's like three payphones within a block of my house. Dude, Suzanne called me from one like last week because she forgot her cell phone. What? Really? They actually, had yeah. pocket change. Apparently, they still have them around. Wow, wow, that's interesting. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyway, as, as John alluded to, we'll get to more on the website um, later on. But before we go too far off topic. We were talking about Stump Mitchell leaving to go to, to uh, coach Southern University. And who's taking his place, John? His place is being taken by uh, Norvell Turner's brother, Ron. Not really his brother at all, but his name is Ron Turner. He was the uh, running backs coach in Denver and has a very good pedigree, if you, if you will. He was the guy who's been behind all those multiple, like, six or seven 1,000-yard rushers that the uh, – that the Denver Broncos have had in the last 10 years or so, including Quentin Portis before he got traded to the Redskins. Dude, I'm pretty pumped about this guy because he basically takes any running back and makes him a 1,000-yard back. And I think we have three to four dudes that could be molded into that without looking for a running back. Do you think he's going to – Yeah, I think you're Do you think he's going to start working with Portis again, though? Or do you think he is going to – do you think we're going to see Portis leave the Redskins? We, I think Portis is cut. Yeah, I thought Portis was cut too. But then I was thinking, what is his relationship with this Ron Turner and guy? Shanahan? Like to, you know, dig into that a little deeper. What's the relationship with and either Shanahan? Because he might be like, yeah, he might be like, I want to play with these guys because they made my career. Or he might just be done. Well, look so. at the running backs on the roster right now. You've got Portis, you've got Liddell Betts, who won't be ready to play until at least near the end, the last month of the season, like November, probably December. He probably won't be right until 2011 because of the uh, ligament damage in his knee. Right. Um, Cut. Then we've got Marcus Mason, who, I mean, you know, we know the offensive line was terrible 
But he did not impress anywhere near as much as Quinton Ganther. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right now, I think, I'm hoping Portis will be gone and Ganther's going to be our number one. And, yeah, we don't need to go draft in a running back unless it's in round five or six or something like that. Mm-hmm. We need linemen first. Yeah, Quinton Ganther might be the dude next year. And the guy's hungry. You can tell the way he plays. He's hungry. And he's good at on those stretch plays, finding that one little gap and then going. Yeah, yeah. And there's one thing in Shanahan's offense. We talked about it last week. They, it's 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 a one cut and go with the zone blocking. It's a little it's different than what we're used to. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the offensive line is built because he doesn't have much to work with except for uh, Dudu Dockery, and mm-hmm. that's it. Well, I guess I guess uh. Raybach. <laughs> I almost called it one thing. A chaotic funk Raybach or Rabach is going to be there too. But other than that, you know, he's got three positions to fill. And is he going to go for the big brutish kind of guys, like typical NFC power running guys, or is he going to go for the more quick and nimble zone blocking uh, type of type of individuals on the offensive line? So what do you think is going to happen with um, Samuels? He hasn't made up his mind yet. Is he done? He is still, he is still, as of a few days ago, he is still, it's up in the air. He's still not sure. I think he's waiting for one final evaluation to decide. But, I mean, I I don't know, but I think you guys probably agree he's probably done. And Randy Thomas, is he going to retire? What about Randy Thomas? That's a good question. Randy Thomas needs to get cut. He hasn't, he's only played, he hasn't, two of the last three years, he hasn't come close to finishing. Mm -hmm. But he could be a good backup. Anyway, we're not talking about the offensive line right now. We're talking about coaches. So I'm pretty excited about Ron Turner coming in based on his track record. In fact, I'm probably the most excited about this coach of all the assistants. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that one too, Aaron. I agree with you on that one. I think that's a big deal. Um, okay, so uh, the Redskins also are bringing in the new linebacker coach, formerly with the Steelers, and his name is... Um, Spanos or Spanos? Greg Spanos. Spanos. What's his first name? Spanos What's or Spanos? Name, Greg? Greg Spanos. 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 No, Lou Spanos. Lou. L-O-U. Lou. I'm not going to pretend to know much about him, except for that he's had a bunch of linebackers go to the Pro Bowl over the last... He has been a defensive assistant for 15 years with the Pittsburgh Steelers and has a lot of experience with the uh, 3-4 defense. So that's probably just going to add fuel to the fire as far as are the Redskins going to go with 3-4 defense? Are they going to stick with the 4-3? They all add up to 7, dude. That's all I got to say. I don't know. Yeah. If they do go with the 3-4 defense, um, how uh, how do you think – Hainsworth is going to... Uh, I think Hainsworth is going to get cut. You really? Are you serious? <clears throat> if he gets cut during an uncapped year, it's not going to put a hit on the Redskins. It wouldn't surprise me if that happened, if they decide to go 3-4. I don't think we. I but, don't think they should you cut. Know, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to do any of that. I think they're going to go 4-3. I think Hainsworth is going to be a lot better this year if he can get in shape and quit having to go suck wind and get a blow on the sideline like multiple times every game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I'm sure news about which type of defense they're going to run is going to come out over the next two months. So. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Especially and leading into the draft. Anyway, the dude that um, 
I've never heard of on the Redskins. Uh, Olivia Dottie. Olivia. Was, was cut as the uh, linebackers coach, but he's staying on as some other kind of. He's staying on as a defensive assistant. Defensive is, assistant. Is the word right now. He's going to be a defensive assistant. He's been a defensive quality control guy, a defensive backs assistant, um, linebackers coach. Um, yeah, apparently he's going to be on as an assistant, and he's probably really pumped he gets to keep his job. And apparently Mike Shanahan, like, I guess in meetings with this guy, really likes him a lot so, because he yeah. kept him on, saw some value in keeping him on there doing something. What, so Yeah, he's doing something. What, right. about, um, mm-hmm. what about special teams? They haven't gotten to that point yet. I think, I think they're working their way into special teams this week. Oh, but I did see tonight just before the podcast that the Redskins – um, denied someone permission to talk to Danny Smith. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, I saw that right before I came upstairs. I can't give you any more details about it right now. Interesting. Interesting. But, yeah, they denied, I forget what team it was, permission to talk to Danny Smith, so maybe they're thinking about keeping him. I don't know. Well, he was the only one that seemed to have his act together on the sideline. He was the one that kept having to run up and, like, be like, do, 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 no, don't, don't call, call the time out. Don't call like the time you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly, and then yeah. I, I won't repeat the words that he was mouthing that were clearly readable. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, dude, after he got him to call that late time, I'm just reading this here. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Danny Smith is pretty popular. The uh, the Lions, the Seahawks, and the Steelers uh, wanted to interview him, but they were denied permission to do that. Well, that's probably good yeah. news if you're a Danny Smith fan and you want him to return, which I I, I think it'll be a pretty good return. Yep. Now, here's the deal with Danny Smith. You know that Mike Shanahan, when watching the game tape from every game from the last two years, saw him, saw that moment where he saved Jim Zorn in a timeout. So. And he's done. he did that a number of times. It wasn't just that one time. That was just the most obvious. Yeah, he's pretty much... Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him coming back because he, like, actually cares. And... I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the Redskins gave up any returns for touchdowns this season, did they? Um, uh, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember any. I don't remember any. I remember That's a a few, good question. I don't remember any, but it was such a bad season. You know, it all kind of runs together if it happened. I don't remember. Yeah. And he can't help miss him, Swiss him, make him. I mean, come on. Yeah, he can't. He can't help uh, Swiss them missing them and kicking the ball to like the seventeen every other kickoff and stuff like that. That's not his fault. You really can't fault him for that. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see what happens with him. Um, yes, sir. Up in the next few months, you better stay tuned be, during the off season, as we're. I think we're one of the few uh, Redskins podcasts, even the big boys, like the one sponsored with a lot of money, don't go all the way. There's to other the Redskins like podcasts. I could be wrong. Oh, they only do like there they are. only do like six or eight a year, I think. I don't know. They come and go. Yeah. They kind of come and go. Some of them go like actually six, like to go through the season, but none of them go through the off season like us. Right. That's why we're all the way up to episode two hundred. Yeah. Two two hundred. Yeah. Two hundred. I think if you listen to all two hundred of, of our episodes, quality entertainment. That's like a month long. If you're like a truck driver, you can start with episode one, and like a month later, you'll still be listening to us. Great. If you drive like a month straight without stopping. 
And every now and then you intersperse, inter- Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Or cowboys That's right. Fans. We'll stick that in here somewhere for you. Cowboys man. fans. Or you so can just listen to episode, episode, episode 200 and hear snippets of other episodes. So, um, okay, so uh, here's another break where we'll hear a few more of those snippets right here. Yeah. Sweet. I'm dancing. This is Henry Hog. Dude, that that was a grande pile of refried beans the other night. (laughs) The last preseason poop by the Redskins. Episode, one, <laughs> episode 147, where Josh said we were going to do... You sound like you're imitating everything else you own. You sound the same as like all your other episodes. What's happening? <laughs> Don't know what's happening. Josh said we're going to try <laughs> to do the entire podcast as if we are Sean Connery. Well, we got all kinds of kind of choices. All right. I hope you enjoyed this. By the way, if uh, if anybody out there has episode two, we're still looking for episode two. Yeah, it's the lost episode. Lost. We thought we were going to find it for episode 100, but then Josh apparently, like, had to erase his hard drive or something. Yeah, episode two is just appears to be gone. So if anybody has it, yeah, we might be worth something like a, a bug ninety eight. <laughs> um, yeah. If you have episode two on your computer, yeah, if I had a dollar for every episode we, we recorded. Don't have it. I'd have two hundred dollars, and that's almost enough to buy the Redskins million. It's almost enough by the Redskins. So, dudes, I'm, I've been antsy about this. Let's talk about this Dallas whooping that Minnesota laid down. <laughs> so not only did Dallas get whooped, but Norvell Turner's San Diego Superchargers lost as well, and that makes me feel doubly good because the last thing I wanted to see was him win a damn hey, Super Bowl. Do that again, John. Mm-hmm. San Diego, Super Chargers, San Diego, Chargers! Oh, my. Excellent! Dude, I'm just imitating their song. <laughs> so, anyway. Super Chargers! Yeah, Norvell lost, lost with um, the Jets scoring most of their points there in the fourth quarter to uh, come back and beat the Chargers. And Which is great. No, no, Dallas. no, wait. Sorry, I'm sorry, Aaron, Aaron. The red-hot San Diego Chargers. No, oh. the, it was the red-hot Dallas Cowboys. Yes, the, they were really red-hot yesterday. It was the red-hot Dallas Cowboys. And, and Joe the Buck, red-hot, yeah. That dude, was the right, whole thing. The red-hot 11 games in a row. The red-hot uh, San Diego Chargers. And, of course, like Aaron, you were getting ready to say, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman's red-hot Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Oh, and they said it. It was the first thing that Joe Buck said when they like came on, where they're showing like, you know, Dallas Cowboys. Did he actually say that yesterday? Minnesota Vikings on the screen. 
Yeah, he was like, and it's yeah, the dude. Minnesota Vikings taking on the Red Hot Dallas Cowboys kickoff when we return. <laughs> I couldn't believe last week when they stopped. I, I thought it was Troy Aikman. Maybe it was Joe Buck stopped in his tracks and said, you know, and we're talking about the Dallas Cup, the Red Hot Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> well, they're not red hot right now unless you keep Keith Brookings. Hot tamales are red hot. <laughs> Dude, as as that game went on, especially into the fourth quarter when Dallas gave up after that, that touchdown early in the fourth quarter and the entire Cowboy team just gave up, and you could see their body language, they were dejected, they started like going for it on fourth down and missing. Not yeah, John was like... it over on downs. And, and, and Keith, you could just hear the voices of Joe Buck and Troy Eggman, they were just like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and then every now and then, they might be like, Mary and Barbara might run for like 11 yards and be like, and Mary and Barbara bust through and it's a first down. And then on the very <laughs> next play, it was like, and oh, and he takes a three-yard loss. Oh. And John was cracking me up because he was like, Dallas just had their second four and out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And, dude, during that game, Aaron, you saw it, too. And, Josh, I know you saw it. Every time Dallas had, like, a good play, not a great play or an awesome play, every time they made, like, a tackle, they would get up and bounce around like like a bunch of thuggish high school players, like eight of them all together, like, yeah, 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 woo, woo, going absolutely crazy like they had just made the play of the century. And they'd bounce up and, like, get all up in the face of someone from Minnesota who was, like, getting them off the ground. And the Minnesota guy would just turn around really? and walk away. They'd be like nodding oh, yeah. around and in walk their face, away. like, oh, yeah, and you know around you and walk away. And you could almost see, yeah, you could almost see the smiles under the helmets of the Minnesota players because they were just like, dude, whatever. I distinctly remember in the first quarter when Miles Austin caught a pass for seven yards and he got up and the guy that tackled him was still on the ground and he, like, leaned over and was taunting him. And I was like, that should be taunting. They stroked the Cowboys so much in that game. They did that also on the uh, the third touchdown that that Favre threw to uh, Sidney Rice, and he let go of the ball. And Keith Brooking, my favorite Cowboy, took a step and then launched himself at the quarterback, which is a personal foul. It's an unsportsmanlike. You can't launch at the quarterback like that because he took one step and leaped like at a sharp angle to hit him. You know, didn't try to pull back at all and crushed him. And then, of course, dude caught it for the touchdown. And Brett Favre just got up and had that wild-eyed look that, like, 10-year-old kids get, you know, when they're playing football and they're really feeling it. And he was just, like, like looked at him for a second as he was running down the field. And he was just, like, holding up one arm and holding up the other arm. Like, like he couldn't even put one finger up. He was holding up his whole hand. Dude. He was so pumped. Like, he didn't mm-hmm. even feel the hit that he got from Keith Brooking on that. And then, a few plays later, Keith Brooking tackled somebody, like, on the next series. He tackled somebody near the sideline. And, like, he just laid all on top of him and then started to get up. Like, the dude tried to get up from the Vikings, and he started – and Brooking, like, put one arm down on the guy and was, like, holding him down like he was pretending to get up. Like, the typical dirty cowboy play that you've been seeing on TV since the 1960s. The typical thing where he'll push the guy down or pretend that he can't get up and push someone down and try to hurt him, you know, after the play is over. And then he's the one who had the audacity to be like, oh – they were they were they were classless for going for that touchdown at dude. the end of the game. And it's like, dude, you guys gave up seven minutes ago in this game. You called all your timeouts at six minutes and thirty seconds left in the game. You guys gave up a long time ago. If you didn't want them to score that touchdown, you guys should have stopped them. You had eleven men John, on the field. John, I'll... Uh, it was kind of like, and then like someone pointed out about that. 
like on some blog that I saw, they were like, I didn't see you give any mercy when you beat the the Eagles by 40 points two straight weeks in a row. I didn't see you. Uh, well, I was just going to say, you know, then. talking about like unsportsmanlike conduct and, and whatnot. I mean, that was horrible. They ran up the score on them. Why did it, why did the Vikings do that? I mean, the Cowboys are like nothing more than like a high school football team. And they're out there expected to play, <laughs> you know, in a professional league. And, and, and why, why would the Vikings do something like that to another team who's supposed to be a professional team? Out there giving their all. I, I just don't. I don't understand. Not only that, it. dude. I, you know, <laughs> but they also did that to America's high school team. <laughs> America's high school team. America's yeah, high school. You know, they weren't out there to try to win. The Cowboys were out there to just, you know, they were doing their best, and and they just, you know, the Vikings just ran up the score on them. I, it just was horrible, horrible. Well, Pat, they were, dude, Pat they were Williams giving their was all, gosh, darn it. Pat Williams was talking about how the Cowboys were talking all week about how they were going to like smash them and and destroy them. Everyone was saying that they're like the red hot Dallas Cowboys and the red hot San Diego Chargers. Blah blah blah. This blah blah blah. That I'm so glad both those teams lost. Ugh. Man. Oh, and then I'm Troy so Aikman. Sick of everyone stroking those teams, and Norvell Turner's finally figured out how to coach. And then Troy uh, Aikman. Maybe at, not. Troy Aikman at the beginning of the game was like, if the if the uh, Vikings have any chance of winning this game, they have to, you know, stop Demarcus Ware. Blah blah. Like any any chance. chance. And then um, and then there was one play that I remember specifically where they showed Demarcus Ware on um, who was it? I forget who who is going up against. But they're like, and here's what I'm talking about. It looks like Demarcus Ware wins this battle. But it was like, okay, um. Was that who it was? No, no, no. It was Flozell Adams against, um, what's his face? Jared Allen. Our cousin against John's cousin. And he was like, he was like, <laughs> it looks like Flozell wins this, this battle. And they show like Jared Allen coming in and Flozell picks him up. And like whoever the, um, the guard was, like, you know, snuck over there and was helping Jared Allen. Meanwhile, whoever the guard was covering, like ran in and totally housed. Um, Tony Romo, and like almost got a sack, and they're like, oh, it looks like Flozell wins this battle, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Maybe if it was an individual sport, but since the guy got in there and nailed his quarterback, um, I don't wouldn't consider that a win for Flozell Adams there. Way to go, Flozell. Way to go, Donnie. <laughs> At one point, John <laughs> sent me a text during the game, and it was like, because everyone knows John's last name is Adams, and he was like, Trader Flozell. What family trader flows out? Family L. trader flows is out of the game. Uh, oh man! Anyway, anyway, yeah, Dallas I was happy to and see them get San Diego are done. Let's not even talk about Dallas until we absolutely are forced to talk about Super them Dallas. sometime later in the offseason. Yeah. What What else we got? Anyway, okay, yeah. Moving forward, um, yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. Uh, John's favorite Redskin of all times, Bruce Smith, uh, pleads guilty to drunk driving and gets stern talking to. He, um, he, the judge, he pled guilty and he got a, you ready for this? A thousand dollar fine and a 90 day sentence suspended. What about his license? Does he get to drive? I think so. 
he gets to drive. His driving his driving privileges have been restricted um, after he pled guilty to his third drunken driving charge, the first one he's been convicted of. Um, he got a 90-day suspended sentence here in Virginia Beach. They dropped charges of speeding and refusing to take a breathalyzer test. He must also complete an alcohol safety program, and his driving privileges are limited for one year. He can only drive to work, farm work, medical appointments, to visit his mom, all, <laughs> to attend the alcohol program, and to take his children to and from medical appointments and school, hopefully not drunk. <laughs> On a scooter. And, and 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 what he said, his quotes, he said, "The risk versus the reward was not in our favor." They <laughs> that he and that's a quote that they had a fifty-fifty chance of beating the drunk, drunk driving charge, but he still would have had to deal with the speeding and refusal to take a breathalyzer test charge. So he's like, "Well, I guess I'll just go ahead and plead guilty." Not that I really am guilty or anything. Did he say that? Did yeah, what's say that? that I, I can see. I can see what's going to happen next. That's that's Dude, what he inferred. This is a business opportunity for him. He needs to open up like Bruce Smith Scooter City, Scooter City, <laughs> where they go pick you up if you're drunk, and they like put the scooter in the back of your no, car. No, not and even that, dude. Home. I'm talking about he needs to come. He needs to start a drunk bus over at ODU at Old Dominion University in Norfolk. He can start a drunk bus. It's gonna be like like Bruce's Bruce's drunk bus, dude. And they can have pictures of him and his Hall of Fame bust on the, the side bust. of it, and he can drive around all the students, and you know, exactly. Or he can hire his state trooper friend to do it because apparently he's hiring him to go to dinner with him whenever he goes. How about out something with like this? The, the, the slogan yeah, can be: If you want a bust like mine, don't get busted like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Don't drive drunk, and then he points at the camera. Don't That's drive drunk. Right. I've got two hundred sacks. Yeah, yeah. The the Smith told reporters, "quote He had a he had hired or he has hired a former state trooper to accompany him when he meets friends for dinner in legal? the future." Now I'm curious as to how this works out. Is this like a like is the dude just going to wait in the car for you him? Be there and like make sure he doesn't um, drink. Is he going to go in and like like, like yeah? Is he going to go in there and be like part of the dinner party, or is he going to just kind of stand in the background with his hands crossed in front of him, like like a bodyguard and just chill? Or did he buy, like, his own, like, breathalyzer off. machine? So, like, he comes out and the state trooper's like, all right, let's check it out. And he's like, ooh, you're getting close to the limit, but I think you'll be fine. You can drive. Go, or go in and get one more drink <laughs> and come back, and I think you'll still be all right. It's going to be is, like driving Mr. Daisy. Or is it going to be like this? Like, he'll get pulled over and the state cop will be in the front you know, passenger seat, and he'll just lean over and be like, it's all right, dude. I'm in the fraternity and show his badge. And they'll be like, okay, be careful, uh, sir. Yeah. Be something like I that. don't know, dude. But, you know, hopefully Bruce Smith is getting his life straightened out with this kind of stuff. And there will not be any future incidents or any, you know, regardless of whether or not we hear about them, he will not put himself in this situation anymore. That's what I'm hoping. So let's hope so. When we come back from this, we're going straight into Tom's Trivia. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.
guys. Another uh, episode of Promise Trivia. This one on the heels of one of the great days of the year, whenever the Dallas Cowboys played their last game of the year, which we all know typically to be either the last game of the season or early in the playoffs because they don't get very far beyond that. Last week's question was, uh, how many days has it been since the Redskins last lost a uh, home playoff game? Um, in response to the Patriots having that crazy long streak since the 70s. And the correct answer was 9,143. And the day was December 30th, 1984, when the Redskins lost to the Bears at home. Um, that was the only time Gibbs ever lost at home. We were making the playoffs all the time then. So it's a very impressive record. And, uh, yeah, so congratulations to David in from Michigan, who um, took a week off and didn't answer the question before and nailed it out of the park pretty much right off the bat with this one. So screw those to David. Uh, Starting the new year with another uh, question. Okay, well, um, I'm going to pick up on the same uh, theme for the next question. Um, basically, as you can tell, it's been a long time since the uh, Redskins had lost a game at home on the playoffs. You know, at this point, uh, just over 25 years. The question is, now that the Patriots have lost, hold on, I think there's a helicopter going by. I can't hear a word of I trust that the guys will edit this out, but in case, I uh, apologize for the uh, random back noise. And uh, here we go. Um, the Patriots had the previous streak of, since 1978 of uh, the longest uh, streak of between um, home playoff losses. Um, the Redskins obviously have it in 1984. There is one team who has lost a home playoff game between 1978 and 1984, who is now currently the, the, the older of the record. It's been, it's been the longest since they have a home playoff game. I should add that um, Jacksonville and Houston, Houston's never made the playoffs. They've clearly never lost at home. And Jacksonville, um, no, actually, I think Jacksonville did lose at home. Um, I was going to say, if, if a team has never lost at home, then, uh, actually, you know what, there is a team. The, um, the uh, Arizona Cardinals have never lost at home in the playoffs. So they don't count. The question is, who has to go back the farthest? The last time they lost the home playoff game. Redskins are second. Who is first? Um, you should have, you should be able to narrow it down quite a bit there since you know when the Patriots um, lost. You can't figure which team we were talking about. Um, but obviously it's between 78 and 84. Um, okay, good luck. Uh, good news that the uh, Cowboys lost. Uh, my entire family was ecstatic this weekend. And, um, it's a beautiful day. Three of my four kids and my wife are all born in New Orleans, so we're big Saints fans, especially don't with the Redskins. And uh, we're pulling hard for the next week in the Dome against uh, Minnesota. We did us a huge favor last week, or uh, yesterday, as well as uh, Sean Sreesham being a Redskins plant yesterday. He looks fantastic. When the kicks matter, he misses. I'm sure the guys talk about that in the podcast for quite a while. All right. Well, uh, hang in there, and I'll touch base with you guys next week. Yeah.
All right. Congratulations to whoever won last week's Tom's Trivia. I haven't listened to it. And those of you who are going to answer this week's Tom's Trivia will have the the prestige of being the winner of Tom's Trivia. Here, push that number four music. We need a little boost here. Excited. 200 episodes. Push button number four. All right, four. There you go. Nice. Oh yeah. I'm excited oh, yeah. too. And I'll tell you why. Because for the because for the wait for it. Are you excited because for the fifth year in a row the Redskins are holding the line on ticket prices? I don't think they have any um other recourse since there's is the whole supply and demand wait, 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 wait. law there's of economics. Demand. Right. They did they did point out in the uh, press release on that that they have sold out every season since nineteen sixty six. Um and I'm sure that officially they will there's sell demand? out again this season. Dude, seriously. Officially. Yeah, but barely. So not demand enough so if they raise the tickets they might not sell out, so they have to keep it where it is. Interesting. So anyway, yeah, the Redskins are not raising the season ticket prices. And you know they will next year, though, if this is an uncapped year. So, get in line. We'll see how that works out. We'll see. We'll see. What else we got? Oh, the music. Uh... The Redskins, the Redskins did sign a player um, this week to a futures contract. John, you want to take they that? They signed Josh's new dog, Corey. No, dude, you got to say it right. It's Corey Lichtensteiger. Lichtensteiger. Schnell, Mark Schnell. Is he Swedish? Dude, I think it's a like a German name or something, isn't it? I would say German. German. Seriously. Oh, okay. Didn't I just yell Schnell Didn't I just like say three schnitzel? times? Well, twice. Everyone knows in all the old war movies that all the German guys that are actually English in real life, all the guys that play the German guys, the only word they know in German, the only two words they know in German are Ja and Schnell, which means, like, fast. And that's all they know in all Schnell, 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 Wiener Schnitzel. Schnell, Wiener Schnitzel. Hey, dude. Like, John. don't point at the allies and be like, Schnell! Hey, John, if we got the clips from every episode where you explain that, then we could fill up a whole episode. Hey. Why do I have to keep uh, re-explaining? John, I think you're wrong. I think they know the words. You know what we need to put on the next episode? Sheesh. We need, on the next episode, (laughs) we we just, on the next episode, we just need to get all the clips of John's and they just put them all together. Dude, now we're gonna have we're gonna have German folks writing in this week saying, "I did not like your accent. It, had, it was more Scottish than German." <laughs> no, they're they're gonna give the real meaning of the word Schnell. It probably means something like like open the box. <laughs> it probably means I wish I was uh, sitting on a beach. It does actually mean like fast or or. I wish I was sitting on a nature. beach somewhere instead Roughly of in this bloody war. Quickly, you know. Schnell, I wish I was sitting on a beach somewhere instead of this bloody war. Anyway, being a schnitzel. So, so anyway, 
I wanted to point out here that it is a good Dude, sign. Dude, I thought we could fill up a whole episode with as many with every time. That anyway, 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 anyway. So, in any, any event, event, I'm trying to keep you guys in line here. Anyway, in any anyway, in any have, event, in any event, Nacho. Whenever I say anyway, it means that I'm a, I'm trying to say shut up, dudes. I have an actual point here okay, that has to do it. with go football. It. It's interesting and a good it. sign, and as far as I'm concerned, that our new head coach, first player that he signs, is an offensive lineman. Oh yeah, that's true. I thought you were going to say it's that. interesting that he has a German name, but I, you know, I like the fact that, <laughs> that you point out the offensive lineman part of that. Except for the fact that he's like a journeyman scrub. I don't care, dude. He's been signed to a he's been signed to that, a futures contract, work, which means he's basically seriously. Those are the guys like uh, you know, like Doug Dutch Oven and guys <laughs> like that that have that are like you know the guys that make the practice squad and things like that. So they sign him these futures contracts to kind of keep tabs on them so they don't Dude, drift off. Is there like teams. a? Basically, he's someone that might make the practice squad. We'll see a lot of him in pre-game, preseason. I don't know, but can I buy him in the futures market? Like, is he like you know pork bellies and things like that? Dude, all I know is this. If this guy ends up making the Pro Bowl, I'm going to find this episode, and I'm going to have that little clip. Well, you're just saying it was back in episode 200. Well, he was a standout center at Bowling Green. So, you know, you never know what could happen here, but you're pumped that he signed an offensive lineman as his first guy. I'm a little worried that his first guy is some scrub offensive lineman no one's ever heard of, just like Vinny does. Hey, dudes, I just remembered something. Hey, I just thought of something here. We may be able to get a Redskin on the podcast because you guys remember going to the, the Bengals game with my friend yeah. David Blanton? Yeah. Anyway, David Blanton's Barely. nephew played for Bowling Green this year. Maybe if I call David Blanton, he can call his nephew who knows this Corey Lickenstinger guy, and we could get well, that's Corey great. on These are all logistics. Podcast. Pick, well, pick up the phone, dude. Snell, let's we'll go. Wait. We'll pause. Go ahead and call him up. Well, he's not going to come on now after he hears this episode where you call him a scrub. <laughs> so there went that opportunity. Well, he needs to come he on and defend himself. That, he needs to know that the term scrub is a term of endearment for those young players who are giving it their all. Like, for instance, this year on the Redskins. He needs to come on here we a, and prove. We had a team full of scrubs yeah. playing this year. He needs I know. I was about to say we watched sixteen games of Scrubs playing, <laughs> twenty count in the preseason. Yeah, they wrote a whole TV anyway. show about. All right, scrubs. so we did sign an offensive lineman. Um, all right. On a more serious note, it was nice to see that Dan Snyder sent uh, Redskins want to help with the uh, Haiti uh, earthquake aftermath. Um, Redskins one flew down there with, um, I think. Who was it? Ken Harvey was with him. Yeah, I, yeah. We love to joke Ken Harvey being the director of responsibility because that's his actual real title. Um, but he actually went down with Redskins one. They filled it up with um, with medical supplies, personnel, and clothing. Um, partnering with their their food and wine partner, corporate partner. We're not going to give him a gotcha. shout out here. So, um, if you guys can do anything to help out the. I think right now it's over a hundred thousand people that are presumed dead down there. It's horrible. There, um, there are a number of you could, there are you a could number do any, of uh, you know reputable um, organizations that you can give to. If, even if you can give five dollars, uh, don't give don't give to uh, Harry Hall football this week because we know you were. But instead, you know, give that money to uh, 
try to help the situation in Haiti. Went to the Red Cross or Red, something. Red Make Cross sure or, you know, Doctors yeah. Without Borders. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of organizations that are, that are trying to do good things to, to help these people. Um, so it's it's great to hear yep. that Dan Snyder has uh, sent Redskins one filled up with, you know, supplies to do this. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of places, even if you can't give money, that are taking supplies like ibuprofen and peanut butter and stuff. And I'm going to say, you know, the, uh, Haiti is a, an extremely uh, poor country uh, anyway. And to have to suffer this, it's just, it's kind of like, I mean, it's horrible. Um, the, uh, you know, they need things on a regular basis, like, um, like eyeglasses. And, you know, if you're going to throw your old eyeglasses away, prescription, it doesn't matter what prescription it is. There's somebody in Haiti that can use those. I mean, there, there are lots of little things like that. Uh, some of these folks have to walk three days to be able to get any sort of medical attention. I mean, it's just a really, really uh, bad situation there, and the earthquake has made it worse. So if there's anything you can do, please try to do something. And most, a lot of these people don't even have water yes. to drink that's right. safe. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of... Um, even before this earthquake, there's there's charities that are just trying to get them safe drinking water down in Haiti, and now they've got even more to right. deal with. So, anyway, if you can give anything, uh, find a a good, uh, a reputable um, charity to see if you can help out with the Haiti disaster. All right, and uh, all right, moving back on to a more positive note. Um, what shout outs we got for this week, y'all? Um, let's see. We got, well, you mentioned some email that we got a couple of things. Um, I got a, I got a message from Sharon down in, um, down in Tampa, uh, shouting out, uh, actually she hit, hit me on Facebook and saying, uh, you know, hey, how about that loss to the Cowboys or that Cowboys loss? Wasn't that awesome? So, that's that from her. Um, make sure you're following us on Twitter, uh, Harry Hogg on Twitter and, um, Coming back around to our new website, unless you guys have some more shout out. Um, we, uh, the new website is going to launch. I got another shout out. I got a shout out to my, well, me and Josh's brother, R. Bailey Allen, for providing us with the new Harry Hog theme for this episode. All right. He personally wrote and performed it. And if, uh, if you need, if you need an awesome musician, guitarist, uh, you know, composer to put anything together, it he is, is available for hire. Even if it's just like I need a jingle for my company or something like that. Um, yeah. Like a Crossroads Community <laughs> Church. He is um, trying to cast the store. He's one of the, the best undiscovered guitarists I've ever seen, not just because of my brother. He's, uh, he's awesome. So, if you need something like yeah. that, Feel free to let us know. You did a great job with the, uh, with the music. Yeah, and he did it in like a half an hour. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that's my show. Great. Well, the new website's going to be up this week. So, um, it will be up one day this week. We'll say that. So, make sure you're checking in at harryhogfootball.com. Um, uh, if you check in one day and then the next day it completely looks different, you'll know that, uh, that you're viewing the newness. Um, we've tried to streamline 
Yeah, and you know by listening to you know by listening to us that that means it's probably going to be <laughs> the last day of the week. <laughs> we, we've tried to streamline things a little bit and um, you know kind of get rid of some of the junk on the current website, uh, making this look completely different than yeah, yeah a lot less a lot less gack. Um, you know, bringing in basically the blog pe- things that people want to see. And, mess with and things that people don't touch we're getting rid of it um and this will look just completely different and much different from a lot of things you actually see on the web so uh so look for it this week very yep and i think that about wraps up the second century of harry hog football we're looking forward to the third century and our fifth year right. on the podcast um so uh, let's just wrap it up as we always do. Um, hail to the Redskins. And particularly this week after and yesterday. You see a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Joker! Joker! How about them losers?